Hello, welcome to the Sports Community Collective, brought to you by sportisable.com, the free-to-register social community platform that's dedicated to sports. This is a brand new podcast where we'll bring together a number of our community managers from the available 120 sports communities we have to discuss the topics of the day and answer the burning questions in the football world. This episode will be focused on the World Cup, starting in Qatar on the 20th of November, which of course features two of our home nations, Wales and England. Favourites are currently Brazil, closely followed by France and Argentina. England are up there, fourth favourites. Joining me today are Robert Hughes, our resident Premier League community manager, and Gary Thorpe, our expert on all things American sports. So let's get right to it. On Monday, when England kick off, are you going to be excited? Let's start with you first, Gary. No. It'll be, I'll have it on the side screen while I'm at work because it's, I think it's a one o'clock kickoff or something. It's not like I'll leave, I'll turn the office off or whatever and I'll go and sit and watch it on the TV or whatever. It'll be on, you know, whatever, BBC, BBC Sport or ITV Sport, put a little screen in the corner of the TV. How about you, Robert? Wait, wait, well, maybe if we lost one or whatever. I think I'd put the day off, but that's only because of the games on the same day. Do you, do you think it'd be the same for the rest of the country, though? If they get through the group stage and we start playing in the knockout rounds, do you think there will be a kind of groundswell of support behind them? I think there was. I mean, there probably will still be. be muted. They'll be muted. It won't be like when they did well in Russia, because I think most people thought they were going to go to Russia and tank anyway. I think you'll find out when they play Wales. Yeah, that would be the one. Because if, if they're going to get up for it and they're going to, you know, go to the pub or whatever else and have all those scenes where you see you know, the, the pints go everywhere, whatever else, it will be that game. And if yeah. it's not there for that, it's not going to be for it. That'll be the game. It's, that is the one, isn't it? Do you think the success that England had in the last two tournaments, so quarters and, and final, do you think part of that was lucky or overrated? They've looked a lot better than they have because of those two results. And Gareth Southgate's a little bit lucky to still be in the role. Yeah. I don't know if it... I think he's still lucky to be in a role. He's not set the world alight. He's he's kind of he's been grey. I think is the best thing he can say. He's, he's he's not been, and maybe you know that's maybe what the FA wanted from him. He didn't want an outrageous, you know, one end or the other spectrum. They just want, and if you like, and he certainly come through the ranks of the FA. And he's done all the he's done his badges and he's done everything the FA you know all the way through. The results have favoured him definitely. I think and maybe but all. A team that nobody really expected much of, and so the expectation for the fans hasn't been there. So the pressure potentially has not been there. Maybe I don't know. I think that's yes and no on the talent subject. Sort of widespread. It's not that top eleven, is there? There's a there's a good squad. Not necessarily the golden generation in years gone by, but there's more players, more roles. But you've only got to go back to the Russia one where. Look at all the teams that went out in the early stages and who we actually played against. There's no reason why that shouldn't have been won. You shouldn't have been beaten by Croatia. No matter which way you look at that shouldn't have happened. They shouldn't have won that tournament. On paper, you look at as you say, who went who didn't get through the groups and, and the way that opened up, that was, you know, could have been that could have been the one. That was England's tournament to lose. And we threw it away. And then yes, they, they got to the final last year or, or well, you know, I can't confuse them when it was all kind of yeah. 2020, but it ended up, you know, largely with pandemic and the, the benefit of being at home and all that sort of stuff. But even that felt 
didn't feel like the Euro 96. It didn't have the same... I mean, yes, it was still post-pandemic. But then you look at the Euros again, and what came was struggling with injury throughout that whole tournament. Personally, mm -hmm. I don't think he should have gone. We'll look at all the games that he played in that tournament. He was in midfield. He wasn't up front. He was thinking he was Beckham or Gerard or Lampard. When he's just yeah. a big centre well, you, you need him in that eighteen yard. Uh, that may yeah. be the role he you plays. Know, you need him in that eighteen yard box. Yeah, sticking all of those knees yeah. and heads. The only player that actually played well in that tournament for us was Sterling, yeah. and he got no credit for it whatsoever. He's he's lucky he's still there. This is this is the defining tournament, I think, of his reign. Whatever else, I don't think you know. If they don't do, I don't know what would you class as success as well. Semis. No. Not when you look at the teams who they played. Hmm. That that's the issue. The teams they played against and the teams who are left in that those tournaments. To me, that that's failure. I mean, yes, you played Italy in the final. Should we have been beaten by Italy with the players they had? No. Oh, and should you know once they once he went one 0 up or whatever, then you know they should have been able to close that game. That's, no, I agree. Yeah, didn't see. No, hang on, did Italy score? I can't even remember now. It's such a blur. But yeah, I suppose, I suppose. Nothing would be lucky to pass the quarterfinals in this. Mm. Right, it looks like we'll probably get maybe France in our side of the draw, won't we? Yeah, I think if we, we have to probably look at winning our league, winning our group, expect France to win it. I don't even know who we're in France. Is it France and Spain in the same group? I think there might be. So potential, you know, depending on the last game and how it all pans out and depending on, you know, because wherever, you don't want to be meeting either of those two really but you probably don't want to meet France in the round of the last 16 do you? I don't know I'd rather play Spain than France yeah so I think if you can Spain's squad isn't as strong as what it used to be no nowhere near especially the midfield midfield's a weird one yeah and it, it does seem odd doesn't it you, you automatically think it's going to be great and then you look at it and you're like actually it's not and, you know so it depends on what that group's doing and then you look at England's group and you go do we want to be within the group if if Spain France have got Australia, Denmark and Tunisia. Oh, okay. So yeah, it'd be France and Denmark they get out of that. I'd assume it's France and Denmark. It's Spain Spain and Germany in the same group. Yeah, right. I just said, yeah, you'd expect France and Denmark to be one two in that group, and therefore if we win our group, we play Denmark, I suppose. Which you'd favour that over France and then, then you're into the quarters and who knows where you end up, you know, be anything. I'd say quarters are probably going to be a good result for us. Would it be classed as success? Uh, maybe, maybe not. With the, I think it depends on what teams get through. Again, if if you end up beating Denmark and then you face Uruguay, uh, will people be like, "Would you beat Uruguay?" And then, if, depending on how it all fails, on paper, yes. Yeah, exactly. It is. Then we should beat that team. We should have beaten that team, and it might be the hindsight that comes in and says we should have done better if against. Croatia and Russia and against that Italian team that wasn't so good so yeah it's it's according to Greg Dyke's master plan his plan was to get to Euros mm. in 2016 and get to the quarterfinals and the to win this yeah, World the Cup the long term that strategy was and goal plan. wasn't it if England don't win this World Cup he set South Korea out yeah well I'd he should be out anyway, doesn't he? But then if they get to the final... What is that? It's three major tournaments. So what's that? 12 years? Well, six, oh, no, eight, doesn't it? Six years. If you just take into account tournaments without COVID. And all that. So, so yeah. what manager normally lasts that long in any other 
area of football. Yeah. He, he wouldn't have this time in the league. But but you're dealing with the FA, aren't you? Yeah, but as I say, he's de- you're dealing with the FA. I'm the only one that's lasted this long. So England get to the quarters. Yeah, Ericsson was a bit long. You know, Venable certainly wasn't. Robson before that obviously was around for a few Hoddle was years. a tournament, wasn't he? 98, that was Not it. Half a tournament, wasn't it, or something? There's Eileen and the conversation about... Ancelotti was half a tournament again. Mm. That wasn't Ancelotti, was Capello. it? Capello. Capello, you meant. But yeah, um, and then you yeah you got to go back a fair way before you can find. You know, Keegan got half a tournament or whatever it was, and you know, there was they went they ran through them. You don't you, they don't often get as long as that. You're right, and maybe he's as I say because he's a company man. He's an FA. He's come through the you know, under twelve, under twenty ones, and he's done all that, and he's he's towed the party line and whatever else. He's been given a little bit extra, and maybe COVID and everything else has given him a little bit of leeway. If they don't make when was it the under 18s won the World Cup, wasn't that? That was 2016. So it's that sort of still coming through, isn't it? That generation of the under 16, under 18, the 21s. I don't think there's any of those players that have come up through. They're not in the squad, they're not in the senior squad now, which is no. I mean, one of them was Ryan Brewster, yeah, and he's now what now playing for Sheffield United United and scoring a goal every season or something, yeah. All right, an injury ruined his career at Liverpool, same as Danny Ings. But there's no reason why he couldn't get that form back. He just hadn't shown it. No, Mason, I think Mason Mount. as well was another one. Is it, wasn't Mason Mount part of that group as well? So he might be about the only one who's maybe gone through. I'm not sure whether he was in the under-21s or not no, at not. that time. But yeah, so it's interesting. I don't know what your class is a success and what would guarantee him another run at the next Euros if they got to the final would that give him enough of okay you almost made it and you come against Brazil does that give him another run at the Euros maybe do we want it depends on and again depends on who we play and I think it depends on how because I think people are getting a bit like oh not a five at the back again you've got you've got all these players you've got to you've got to you know play to the players strengths and whatever else who knows Almost we've got the strength in midfield now. The, the strength isn't in defence. Mm. It may have been like four years ago, but it's not. Oh, well. no, you've got to you've got to be able to go you've forward. Got to now. Pickford the other week. Yeah. Oh. Pickford was dying. Yeah, like, he shouldn't be anywhere near that starting squad after that. But he's going to be our number one. He should be dropped yeah. straight away. So yeah, you're right. I think it used to be you know you'd, you'd sneak the one goal off of a corner or a free kick or whatever else, and then defend for the rest of it. I, we can't. But there's no way. England team could do that. Are you happy watching England play with five at the back? No. I don't think most people are, are they? Wouldn't you rather have them play like City or Liverpool or Newcastle at the minute? You'd you'd rather watch, you know, probably, let's be honest, a team like Ghana or Senegal who are just going to go for it. They know that they get after the games, get hustling, run around a lot, get forward, get get forward quickly. Because... They, you know, are aware of their limitations. Leave everything on the pitch. They just leave yeah. it all out there every game. Whereas England, you know, five at the back, you think, come oh, on, you're England. I mean, you maybe that's old way of thinking or whatever else, but still, you know, we have one of the biggest, yeah, the, the biggest talent for the players around. We should be able to put out an attacking game, you know, and a team that plays attacking football. As you say, you've got teams in the Premier League showing the way forward, and that's. You know, and the reason people watch the Premier League is because it's 
fast pace, skillful, you know, pressuring, all of that sort of stuff. They don't do it in the national team. Then what's the point? I mean, you may got to look at Tottenham what five at the back last year. Yeah, and Chelsea the last couple of games since Potter's taken over. They're playing three at the back with five in the midfield. Yeah, but don't play, don't turn it into a five-three-two, you know, which is what it seems to have devolved into, doesn't it? The playing three at the back. It depends. Walker's fit. What he does. If Walker's fit, he'll probably play three at the back. If he isn't, he'll play five. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't hinge on one player. That's. No, but it's because he doesn't trust the centre backs. So why keep picking the same centre backs every? Don't trust them to play in that situation. Get some in that can play it, and you do trust. Well, you've got three, at least three English centre backs play the top team. So you've got Smallin, Roma, Tamori, AC Milan, Gomez at Liverpool, and there's probably another two or three you could pick out of the Premier League that had decent season, mm-hmm. and Connor Cody being picked. Yes, Cody was outstanding for Wolves the last couple of seasons. But at Everton, what has he done? Along with Pickford. Like, yes, like on par performance maybe, but on form, you don't take him. Yeah, but not. he, he, goes, he does that during like warm-ups and friendlies. So he comes up on, he doesn't do it. That goes out the window, just picks yeah. on top clubs. Picks his mates, picks his top clubs, or picks the players that have been there for you know, around or whatever else. It's like, but, you know, what did he say? He picked Maguire because he's been there for the team and he's helped them get there. Like, yeah. He's not good put enough. Him on, he's put him on a pitch, he's a liability right yeah. now. It's the same as Phil Jones. So, he was. You know, he might have. Yeah, it's, it's quite, yes, he helped and whatever else. And previously he's played well for England and whatever else. But that's previously, you know, right now, you wouldn't want to lace your boots up and look across and go, oh, it's him. There's another player on that team. Because you you then got to worry about his position and, and your own. It's in that kind of level. Right, if you're the USA and Iran now, you're thinking, right, we're picking on you. You, get, get off, you, get you just pick on him. Whereas before, you'd be like, there'd be those teams would be like, well, okay, we're going to lose against England, but we've got to win the other games and see what happens. Now they're like, well, maybe we get, maybe, just maybe, we've got a chance to get after him. Because he's a bit flaky, keeper. Well, let's just lob the ball into the box. He's gonna, you know, end up you know, flap at it and give up. Yeah, it, yeah, you know. There's there's enough weaknesses in the squad that any decent coach will be able to say to their players, "It's a weakness. Two, you know, two strong positions in our squad. We've got a weakness. Get after those two. And you never know. It should be switching to mentality, other than you, which we do technically. On paper with Saka and Sterling. Whoever else plays, the strength isn't in defence. We'll score more than you. Exactly. It's what Brazil normally do. They didn't rely on their defence, never have done. France don't rely on their defence, yet they've probably got about 10 world-class centre-backs that they can pick from. They don't rely on them. It doesn't get that far. Whereas every game that England play, you know there's a chance it's going to concede at least one. We'll stop you scoring. We'll stop you scoring and then maybe try and score one for ourselves rather than we're going to go out and score four. Can you keep up? It would be nice if they went out and did that for the first few. If you know, I mean, if they came out and did that all the way through the group games and you know battered teams three, four, five nil, maybe the upswelling, maybe the people get behind it. You never know. I very, very doubt they're going to do that. So Wales' first World Cup in 64 years, how far do you think they can go? They might no, go. I think they'll... Group. Get out of the group. I think USA will get out of the group. Yeah. 
they've got better players. But man for man, they're... the midfield. I mean, you've got Kenny playing for Juventus, Adams at Leeds, Aronson at Leeds. Yeah. You got Pulisic and Rayner, and then Rayner of Dortmund. They've got like people joke about the USA. Yes, they don't have great players, but they have got proper players that have come up through and are playing the top leagues. They're not playing the MLS. Well, there's a reason why teams like Juventus have gone after players like this. Yeah. I mean, you they sort of like Juventus got rid of two centre midfielders and McKenney's been playing over them. They got rid of Arthur, who went on loan to Liverpool, mm-hmm. and Zakaria, who went on loan to Chelsea. So, yeah, you're right. I think there's a historical, you know, everyone thinks the US, the MLS joke league, whatever else, but you say, man for man, that team is probably... Oh, don't get me wrong. I still think it's a joke league, but I think that they are getting better players over there. But I don't think a champ any day of the week, uh, MLS side would get to the championship. No, but as you say, from a from an international level, as you know, you look at Wales and they're an aging squad. If Bale doesn't show up, yeah, I've got some good youngsters. I mean, you got Nico Williams, you've got uh, Brennan Johnson. I think his name is a Forest as well. You have a couple of players floating around, but their midfield's old. Don't know if Joe Allen's been picked, but Ramsey's what over thirty, Bale's over thirty. Uh, I mean, who are they playing in gold? In it, Danny Ward now Tennessee. of Leicester. Right Bill Hennessy, game. Oh. Tennessee pushing forty. Generation if is it leads now? Silver generation now, almost. But yeah, and uh, is it is it one? Final hurrah for them. Are they just going to be happy to be at the World Cup? Maybe. I think there'll be a couple of moments of brilliance from a couple of them, but I don't think it'll be enough to get out of the That's why I think that USA-Wales game is probably going to be one of the bigger games of that first round of games because it's, you know, it could be who deci- it could be the decider of who gets out of the group. Who do you think is going to make the final and who do you think is going to win? Predictions, start with you, Rob. Uh, final will probably end up being Brazil play well together and then depend on how fit the squads are either Holland or France get in there being Brazil that wins it all just because they've actually been fit for a change but it's how good their depth is in midfield which is aging now it's just odd when you look at the Brazil squad isn't it because you know usually it'd be like Forwards and midfield are amazing. Defenders are more. Edison and Allison. The only downside is you can't always play one of them in centre. Play one of them in centre midfield. Personally, I think Allison is the better keeper. Less mistake prone than Edison, but you can't deny their long way. And they've got like four assists this season yeah. between them. Something stupid. Whereas I think it's more than Greedish has got. Their assist rate is kind of insane when those long passes, their percentage rate of getting them, you know, from, you know, on the foot of their running forward is insane. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a big tournament. Do you look past? Uh, they're not the squad they used to be. Got a Brazil look. The problem with Germany, they normally lack a striker. As you say, who's the, who is their striker at the moment? They don't have. I think they'll use Havertz or Werner. Neither of them are, neither of them are like you know, set the world alight. You wouldn't worry too much, would you, about those? So uh, they'll definitely be there and thereabouts. I think Brazil are probably shoe ins for the you know to get to the final. 
unless they have a brain fade on one of the games, which is always possible. So I've got a feeling. Yeah, the upset I can see happening is Uruguay. Yeah, I've got a feeling Uruguay will get quite deep in. But, I, you know, I, I struggle to look past the Germany Brazil final, to be honest. And then a bit of payback, maybe for, I mean, how it all pans out. I don't even know if that's even possible with the permutations. I haven't done. You need a wall chart, that's a problem up in front. need a wall chart to sort of go. Da, 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 da. You can't actually have a Germany Brazil final because they'll have been, you know, the way it's set up, they might have to be. Yeah, I got to look that way. In, can England do it? I mean, yeah, with a vain sort of, you know, St George's flag glasses on, you kind of look at it and think, yeah, of course they can, but I just I don't see it. If you'd maybe said if it was in the summer like it normally is, then possibly you'd have a season. Maybe again, you don't know, injuries are going to crop up. I think that's what I've seen about having it in midway through a season. Yeah. Players, some players haven't even reached their form yet; they're still struggling for fitness. Fitness, especially. I mean, most you know, look at it. Some of those players have played in Euros last year, they haven't had a summer, they haven't had a, haven't had a holiday for whatever. So, niggles, injuries, tiredness, whatever else will and it could end up ruining clubs' chances in back in the league. And will it? And that's the other permutation from the tournament. How many teams are going to be like, can you just, you know, how many clubs have got a, a sway in saying? He's got a little niggle around it, and the World Cup is going to be difficult to put that in. But you know, while they were in, it's, it's not going to have a World Cup, is it? But coming out of it, how many January time when the players come back and they're like, you know, oh, I actually played through a niggle, I played through this, played through that, and they're out for four months or whatever else. Uh, I think the finals on 16th of December, something like that, and the first Premier League game back is Boxing Day. So they'll get yeah they've had like a week well, right? if if, the, if they get to the final yeah they'll get like a week to ten days off but if they go out earlier than that they'll obviously get a lot earlier but I think some of the teams are are going on tours and doing friendlies and They're stuff they warm up so yeah. well Liverpool and Arsenal are going out to Dubai some crazy Dubai weird multi-ball tournament something or other is really weird. yeah they they won't play against each other and then every game goes with a penalty goes to penalties. You get three points for a win, two points for a draw. And a point for winning a penalty. And an extra point for winning a penalty. But you can't play it. It's like... But they're not going to play each other. So you'll only play two well, games. Keep... But I get that they need to keep... But if you're going to play a tournament, play a tournament. And Dubai as well. You know, why Dubai? But it's pointless. Warm weather training. I think it's just because you have the fan base over in that area anyway. So if you get England fans or whoever get knocked out, they've got somewhere else they can just hop on a plane. Need to jump on the bandwagon. Put the time off work anyway. I will go watch that. The, the knock-on effect of this once-in-a-lifetime, you know, World Cup in November, whatever else. Could it come down to the fact is it's hot and teams who, you know, the, the climate might have a massive impact on it. Yes, I know the stadiums are supposed to be aircon and whatever else. But, you know, yeah, the same with South Africa, didn't you? As well, it was hot over there, you end up having drinks, breaks, and all sorts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, will that benefit South American teams? But then you, you say that historically, you know, oh, South American teams play better. In and then you look at the South American team, they're all playing in Europe. So it's like, well, that doesn't really count anymore, right? You know, you look at the Brazil squad, most of them, what, one to, you know, you can count on, you know, eight or nine of them playing in the Premier League or, you know, Bundesliga or something like that. So it's not like, that that climate thing doesn't really count anymore, I don't think. 
What about your choices, Brian? Who's getting to the final? I, I can see Brazil, well, Brazil definitely in there, but I, I can see someone like Argentina being in there, having a good tournament. This is last hurrah. You know, got some good young players in there. Uh, like you guys, I can't see England getting past quarters, maybe. Uh, I don't think France are the same team they were. Germany, I think, are redeveloping. I think they're building, but they're still not there either. Spain aren't the team they are either. So I think, yeah, I think Brazil, Argentina, I think Brazil are the out-and-out favourites, and I think they'll take it. Big shock. Shock at us. What have you got as, as the, the shock team or the team that, you know, there's always one team, isn't it? Senegal, that, I mean, whenever it was South Korea, and then they came through, or, you know, Colombia. Who's your shock of the tournament? People keep talking every single tournament for the last three or four tournaments about Belgium. I have a sneaky suspicion that they might start to turn it on a bit. I think they might have had their chance and it's not quite worked for them somehow. Well, it's been 10 years now of their golden generation. Lukaku's what had five clubs. Dubois is the only one that's had a stable career. Hazard. Hazard's done nothing to go into Madrid. His brother's stuck at Dortmund, he's done nothing there. Tillerman's at Leicester, very hot and cold. And who else have you got after that? That plays consistently over the corner. The Marlins in Japan playing. I, I don't think this is their last chance to do something. And I think they'll they'll kind of pull together and uh, I'm not saying they're going to get anywhere near winning it, but I think they'll probably be a surprise to people that they get as far as they do. They just don't turn up to the tournaments. They, they may like destroy clubs and friendlies, same as England, but when it comes to a big tournament, they just don't play. It could be the surprise that they, they, they sail their group and are in and thereabouts, but, you know, if they get to the quarters... If Lukaku starts scoring, which I don't think he's been doing for Inter, then maybe if he doesn't score, then I don't see anywhere else where the goal's coming from. Yeah, they would just bring um, Benteke on, wouldn't they? Uh, Origi, Benteke, you know, <laughs> he is the step... No, Origi hasn't been picked. Not, no, I don't think he's been picked, which is quite surprising. There's no, not many better super subs. I think you're right. I think you said it earlier on. I think USA will probably be, if they can qualify out of the group, they might start to kind of turn it on a bit. But then you then go back to the, the kind of others. Can someone like dogged Switzerland find their way through or, you know, one of the other sides? They normally surprise Switzerland. They're normally quite solid, compact, um, organised. They seem to kind of bumble their way through. So it could well come from left field like that. I think the only other one is going to be you know, Holland don't really sound like a surprise team, but no one's really talking about them. They've actually got players fit for a change. They normally have a couple of injuries. Flying a little bit under the radar. And then the only other one that is Uruguay. You know, so we're not talking Portugal at all then. We're giving Ronaldo no chance for Portugal. And I think they end up going and end up having to play against Spain or something they? after the groups. Quite soon, they, they hit a bad one, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah, player of the tournament, then. Who, who, who are you picking? It's probably a bit biased, but I think Nunes may show up. Hmm. Especially with their group, they haven't got that bad of a group. So, if you start scoring near the beginning. Maybe rather than player of the tournament, who have you got for golden glove, golden boot, then? How about that? Golden boot. But it's got to be one of the Brazilians, isn't it? I think Vinicius, probably. And golden glove. 
Maybe. maybe Addison? Yeah. No, Alison normally gets picked over Addison. It's about clean sheets, isn't it? Or, gloves. or do you think who's going to be in Sterling? Yeah. So you, you could have a surprise one like Schmeichel. Yeah. Denmark. Yeah. Denmark, they don't lose it. You know, go through 1 0, 1 0, 1 0. Or as you say, Switzerland, they go through 1 0, 1 0, 1 0, or whatever, to get through, keep clean sheets. Could be a lot. Yeah. I'm not sure it's Sommer's still there, keeper at the minute. I think so. What about Loris at France? Not sure whether he's going or not. Because um, it should have been um, AC Milan's keeper. But he's been in, got injured in, mm. in the season. Uh, the young one. So, yeah, another issue of the Winter World Cup. But, again, it depends. France can meet goals. That's the thing. I don't think France will keep clean sheets. They'll go out and score three, but they let one in at the other end. They're just... And you've got the obvious one that newer. It's undoubtedly going to be Pickford then, isn't it? <laughs> not if he plays like he does for Everton. No. <laughs> I'm not even looking at that end of it. I don't know. Kane, I mean, it's also, you've got to look at it. You suppose, who's got a dirt easy group? Which team are in a group that are not really going to be challenged and probably going to win 2, 3, 4 nil most of those games? Because that's where the golden boots were usually sorted out, right? You're banging loads of goals against a minnow and stuff like that, and you come out and you, you you've got six. So group A, you've got we got seven goals in your group stages, and so group A, you got Qatar, Ecuador, and Senegal and Netherlands. And so out of that group, you'd probably say if Mane was fit, it would have been him. Here's the Dutch forward, but he's not fit. Depay, isn't it? Memphis Depay. Depay, yeah. He hasn't scored that many lately. So if you're going on form, it'll be Gakpo of PSV. So he could be a surprising one. He's yeah. getting goals and assists for club. You can't see anybody else in that group, can you? No. Group B is us, isn't it? England. Yeah, so in that one, you've got USA, Wales, Iran and England. So you'd like to say it would be an English player. You've got to say, you hope that Kane will be in the reckoning. But... So I'd probably say Sterling. I was going to say, yeah, do you go someone like Sterling? He normally shows up for in the tournaments, unlike Kane. Saka isn't a massive goal threat. Mm. He has picked up lately, but he isn't consistent enough yet. And then Bale, maybe from Wales, he might you know go off in a couple of games. So always a potential, isn't it? Yeah, against Iran, they bang a hat trick. And then Group C, you've got Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Lewandowski. So the obvious ones there is Messi and Lewandowski. Do you, do you think they're going to score lots against uh, people like Mexico? They seem to be quite dogged. It's their keeper, isn't it? Ochoa. Yeah. The boy butchered his name, but he always seems to have amazing tournaments. Yeah. You can't name the club he plays for. No. But when it comes to a tournament, you just can't get past it. Yeah, plays lights out, doesn't he? So yeah, Messi and Lewandowski, Group D. And then Group D. Is that the Germany, Spain? There's Denmark, Tunisia, France and Australia. Got Mbappe. No, it's Mbappe where it is, isn't it? Griezmann doesn't really show up. So other than that, then Kunku's injured, he's been dropped. And Martial hasn't been picked. I can't think of a Danish centre forward at the moment who's who's their top scorer. It's not Ericsson. You can't think of it. It's like that. Then Group E, you've got Germany, Japan, Spain, and Costa Rica. 
So Jeremy is probably Havertz. Mm. They'll play him up top. And he does have a habit of banging in goals. He's getting a streak, doesn't he, sometimes? Spain? Yeah. Who was Spain bumping with? Yeah, it's Gerard Moreno of um, Villarreal, I think. Mm. He has a habit of scoring 20 goals a season. And then Group F is Belgium, Canada, Morocco and Croatia. Lukaku is the only name. Belgium would be. Has to be, right. Obviously Lukaku. And then... Canada is Jonathan David of I want to say Lille, mm. but I don't think it is. Kind of Croatia. And then who else? And then you got Group G, Switzerland, Cameroon, Brazil, and Serbia. So there's probably going to be a Brazilian player out of that lot. Yeah. As you said, it's probably going to be Neymar, Vinicius, because mm. they haven't taken a striker apart from Jesus. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because. So, You'll be happy because Paquette is going. Go. Uh, but other than that, that's up. it, I think, strike-wise. Then. And then the last group, I think it is, is H, which is Uruguay, Portugal, Ghana and South Korea. It's interesting, actually. You see one of those teams, you think Uruguay, South Korea and Portugal. That's, but who comes out of that group? Yeah. I think that's the most interesting group. Yeah. And then you got from it. That's one that could go anyway. That one from a goal scoring, you're looking at Nunes, Suarez, Ronaldo, and then Son. If Son, I'm sure there's a couple of sneaky Ghana players as well. Yeah, that you don't realise. Hey, where is it? So look at the Ghana squad. Say Asamoah Gyan, but that's like. 10 I'm years sure ago. there's a couple playing France. So they normally. The African nations normally have decent keepers and decent centre backs. They just normally struggle for goals. Yeah. There you go. So you got Anaki Williams used to play for Spain. Played for Atletico Bilbao. He's changed nations. Uh, Jordan Ayu. Andre Ayu. Well, from West Ham. Should recognise them. They used to. Ex West Ham. Ex West Ham. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Swansea. Palace, Palace, Palace as well. Palace and West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got Terry Clampty, Brighton. Mm-hmm. He switched allegiances as well. Uh, Thomas Partey as well from Arsenal. Yeah. And the other one was Mohamed Kudus of Ajax, who scored a bell silver goal against Liverpool in the first game of the yeah. Champions League group stages. Did, yes. He's normally, he'll be a surprise player to pick up, I think, out of that group. Mm. So yeah, you suddenly like you say that you, you go through those sort of African nations, but you're never going to know. You go actually, oh, actually, actually, yeah. So the, you pick up. There's quite a few players you don't realise play for them. I think it's the same for Cameroon. They've got a couple of decent players as well mm-hmm. up top and then midfield. But it's the problem that you normally have with the smaller teams. It's the depth, depth. squad, isn't it? It's when they it's normally way game after game after game caught out. Did you know Harry Kane is the favourite to be um, Golden Boot? Yeah, doesn't surprise me. Doesn't yes. surprise me. Seven to one. You've got a run US Wales. Um, Mbappe's second favourite. Messi third. Uh, Neymar fourth. Then Benzema, France, we didn't mention it, 16 to one. He could be another Ronaldo. Bob. It's not a bad bet to put tenor on. Yeah, Ricarlison. Ricarlison, really? Oh, yeah, I forgot he yeah. Uh, Martinez of Argentina. Yeah, Martinez of Inter. Uh, Memphis Depay of Netherlands. Yeah, he plays for Inter with Lukaku. Lukaku, Morata, and Vinicius Jr. Oh, yeah, Morata's Spain, isn't he? 
Where's he playing for now? Hasn't he gone back to Atletico Madrid? Yeah, he's back at Atletico. He's one of those. Yeah, he's gone back. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He must be one of the most heavily transferred players over the last decade. Each time he gets sold, it's 20 million plus. It's ridiculous. He's thinking. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I mean, he's been to Juventus, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Chelsea... I'm sure there's a couple others died in there. Like a way of laundering money. Sure, he bounced around a few somewhere else, didn't he? Darwin Nunes is 40 to 1. Oh, that's got, it's almost worth a five a punt, that one, isn't it? That's not a bad oh. bet. Yeah. What about Suarez? What's he at? I'm out to 66 to 1. He's not on there yet. Not even on there. Others, probably. He'll be under the others. Suarez, 66 yeah. to 1. Others, 100 to 1, something like that. Price available <laughs> on request. That's 40 to 1 for Nunes. That's that not... could be a sneaky bet. Could be, could be. But, yeah, Nunes. You've got to put a five bet on each of those. Or even Suarez. When you look at his international record. How about this? We'll use this as our, our announcement of our charity bet then. All right, then. We'll do Darwin Nunes. To be top goal scorer. Yep, top goal scorer. And we will put a fiver on that. I mean, 41 is not, it's silly not to, isn't it? Because you never know. I mean, he's, and he's in form. I mean, he's hitting. What about the Golden Gloves? What are those odds? Golden Glove, right. Allison, 9 to 2. Courtois, 5 to 1. Neuer, 6 to 1. Benai Simon, 6 to 1. Yeah, because they haven't taken the hair, have they, Spain? Yeah. Um, Loris, 13 to 2. Uh, Martinez, 7 to 1. Edison, 14 to 1. Yeah. Diogo Costa, 14 to 1. Uh, Justin Bidgelow, I'm not sure how you say that, uh, 14 to 1. Jordan Pickford, 16 to 1. Schmeichel, I think we mentioned, 33s. That's got to be a pick. You reckon? I reckon Smarkle, yeah. Wayne Hennessy, 250. Let's think about it. Who's the USA goalkeeper? I think it's choice between two. You've got Zach Steffen, who was at City. He's on loan at Middlesbrough, I think, this season. And then you've got Arsenal one, who they signed Matt Turner. So I'm not sure who's their number one keeper, though. Oh, Matt Turner, 150 to one. Who's the Polish keeper? Oh, it's Chesney. Chesney at Juventus. Oh, Chesney's 80 to 1. I think the only other outside bet would be the Swiss keeper. But I don't think it's Sommer anymore. It used to be um, Jan Sommer. Uh, Jan Sommer's still in there, 100 to 1. And he's still playing then. 100 to 1. Yeah, he's on there, Jan Sommer, 100 to 1. Who's in their group? Rui Patricio, 25 to 1. Portuguese one. 25. Oh, Portugal. Yeah, it's their, Not, it's their group, though, isn't yeah, it? Their group 25 to 1. Not bad. A bit too short. I don't know. Portugal, you know, get 1 0, get Ronaldo to score a goal and shore it up. That's their system. Do it. Mm, Ter Stegen, 25. Gosh, that's a good shout. Mandanda. Mm. He's French. Mandanda? He won't get picked. Is he? French. Uh, so Swiss, they got yeah, Cameroon, Serbia, and Brazil. 
So they may be able to steal two clean sheets, sheets out of that one for summer. What's Portugal got again? Something thinking Portugal might not be. Ghana, Uruguay and South Korea. Yeah, if we're saying Nunes for top goal scorer, we don't really want to be putting Patricio in for the golden gloves then, do we? Uh, Denmark have France, Australia and Tunisia. I think it's Michael or Soma. Unless you go, unless you want to try and go for the sure thing and favourite, and small, small. We want to find a more interesting favourite. I'd be tempted to go for newer. Yeah, Neuer, Germany, just because it's Germany, it's six to one. I'm surprised that's as short. Well, as long as it is there, uh, newer. Right, let's go for that. Nunes himself, uh, forty, forty to one. I mean, it's worth it, isn't it? 66 to, yeah, 66 to 140 for one. I'm going to put a tenner on Nunez and Suarez for that, that mm. price. That's madness considering Nunez's form. Golden ball, or player of the tournament, isn't it? Mm. No, you're, like, you're going to have uh, Messi. Messi, Ronaldo, Mbappe, Neymar. Yeah, they're all up there. Kane, Benzema, De Bruyne, Rafina of... Um, Leeds. How is Leeds? he that high up? No, he's Arsenal, but he's done absolutely Arsenal, nothing. Nothing yeah. since he went. Nothing since he went there. But is he high up there? Because biggest mistake of his career. Biggest mistake. Bruno Fernandez, forty to one. Player of the tournament. Raheem Sterling, mm. forty to one. That made worth a punt. Saka, fifty to one. Nunes, fifty to one. I mean, that's the thing is, you, you, these things often, you know, if you've got somebody who smashes in golden ball and, you know, scores 10, 12 goals, they're going to get both, aren't they? Mm. Usually. So, you don't often get... What's De Bruyne at? 14. Well, and what's um, Gakpo at? Of? 10s, did you say? Holland, we never looked at those, the top goal scorer. Uh, 50. But if you look at Gakpo's stats for the season, they're ridiculous. Yeah, 50 to 1, top goal scorer. Uh, what I was surprised at is Holland haven't taken what's the name centre mid signed for Barca not Barca Bayern they never took Graven back they like 20 something they bought him for 20 million and when you look at a similar player like a similar age like Bellingham for example 20 million to steal and it just went under the radar nobody mentioned him just sidled over yeah But they haven't picked them. Weird. Which is quite surprising. Weird one. Yeah, I don't know for that player of the tournament one. That's that's a proper throw a dart at the table and, and whatever one it. I don't know. A little bit, yeah. Well, who's had yeah. it in the past? I think Modric won it last time now, didn't he? Yeah. Depend on how far front. I'd probably have a punt at Benzema. Or who's in Sané, maybe, or Germany, or no, who's a German midfielder? Who pulls the strings for Germany now? Their, their midfield's weird. Yeah. It's Tony Cruz isn't still in there, is he? May well be. Oh, yeah, I think he's still playing, but I'm not sure whether he's been picked or not, or whether he's retired. Their manager, manager in like picking up players is so weird. It's like Hummels, for example, hasn't been picked. And there's a lot of them got dropped. Like a couple of years ago, even though they're like playing for Bayern, 
play at the top of the game just got dropped to bring in younger players, which you wouldn't have an issue with if they were poor. Uh, Kimmich, Gotze, Hoffman, Brandt, Goretzka, Gudnagan. Like saying Havertz is a, a midfielder. Musiala. Yeah, he's one that's um, changed nationality, I think. So he could have been English. Who's the who's the, is English. that the English? Is that the young right. guy, like 19, 18, 19? Could have been, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Might be one of those young players at the tournament. And he's playing really well this season. Uh, Kim, the problem with Kimmich is he can play at right back as well. So if they have any injuries or don't have a right back, that's where he'll play. He's a he's a he's a gadget Milner, isn't he? Gundogan's not a bad shout player. This this base then new Philip Lahm. Big shoes to fill there, though. Yeah, but that's basically what he's become. Buying. Yeah, I don't know. Tough one for that player at all. I think it's I don't know. You can judge that one. You can take punts at the Golden Glove and Golden Boot, but that one's like a it's all so dependent on who's voting for it. it as well. I think you have to it. take two or three. Are the top teams that are going to get far yeah. in the tournament and then kind of always hedge your bets a bit. We'll, we'll stick with top goal scorer. You're done for a golden glove or no? Yes, we've done golden glove. We did... So we went Neuer for golden glove, Nunes for boot. Yeah, so Neuer as golden glove, Nunes as golden boot. And we'll play that for the first couple of games and we'll see where we pan out. If... What charity would we choose? I don't know. In terms of charity, would it not be ironic to go with Stonewall or somebody like that? Rainbow laces, something yeah, like that, because of that. where it is and whatever else. No, I was thinking the same thing, yeah. Awesome. Well, that just leaves me to thank our community managers and thanks for listening to the Sports Community Collective brought to you by sportizzle.com, the social community platform dedicated to sports that's free to register. If you like what you heard today, you can subscribe to our podcast, you can join us on sportizzle.com, or you can follow our many social media channels. We have a whole host of podcasts planned to cover off all the events in all of our 120 different community sports. So goodbye for now and hopefully see you next time.